Welcome to My Creative Classroom, an EdTech podcast that focuses on highlighting educational tools that help teachers transform learning in or out of their classrooms. On this special edition of the podcast, I am highlighting some of the amazing speakers at the annual Atlantic Education Institute held virtually from July 26th to August 6th. You can visit connected-community.ca for more details and registration. I hope my conversations will help you in your creative journey in education. My name is Brian Willette, and welcome to My Creative Classroom. Everyone, welcome back to My Creative Classroom. I'm excited about this episode because today I welcome one of the presenters from the Apple Workshops during the upcoming Atlantic Education Institute, Jillian Maidley. Jillian, thanks so much for joining me on the podcast. It's awesome. Thanks. It's good to be here. So, so Jillian, you're an Apple Distinguished Educator and an Apple Professional Learning Specialist. So let's tell our listeners and our viewers just a little bit about who you are and your, your background. Yeah, so um, I actually, they, I had a really close friend that had um, suggested this whole notion of Apple Distinguished Educator back in 2013. Um, and it was really just based on, I had five iPads in a school of 700 kids. Um, and apparently I was doing some pretty crazy stuff um, <laughs> in terms of how to have impact. So that's how the whole Apple thing began. But in terms of teaching... Um, I'm in year, I don't know if this is year 20 or 21, which kind of dates me. Um, and I've had the opportunity to teach in two provinces. So um, I did teach in Nova Scotia, actually, for, for seven years for Tri-County Regional School Board. Um, and actually was able to do my master's uh, through St. Francis Xavier. Um, so, you know, and actually most of my undergrad was done in Nova Scotia as well. So, so I'm awesome. always tied to Atlantic. But in terms of experience, I've been teaching everything from... JK, so junior kindergarten, which would be like a primary or pre-primary, um, all the way up to grade nine. Um, I've done French immersion and core French. And right now I am on paper, a teacher librarian technology lead uh, with a little bit of a French immersion resource. Uh, in an elementary school, we have grades two to eight, just because our numbers are so high. We had to move our grade ones to another building. Um, and then due to COVID actually, um, I took one for the team this past year. Uh, they closed all our libraries down and I was in a grade four classroom for three weeks with 22 kids. And then I was moved online where I had 34 grade fours and 29 grade threes. And then uh, around family day weekend, which is end of February for us, they pulled me out of four and put me with 28 grade ones. <laughs> and I kept my threes. So in terms of um, wrangling feral kittens, <laughs> um, yeah. So I am a Jill of all trades at this point. So, so super stoked to share kind of what's going on in this brain of mine with, um, with all the participants. What a crazy journey in history and education, you know, and I'm sure many of our listeners and our viewers can can relate on some accord of the different grade ranges and the number of students that you're teaching at a time is absolutely amazing too. Like so so I I'm, I'm glad to have you here and sharing that because you know the one thing that we want our participants or or potential participants to know for the institute is that presenters are, are educators. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you're presenting kind of on behalf of your experience too in the classroom or out of the classroom, um, these sessions. So let's dive in to what sessions are being offered uh, by Apple that you, you're presenting. You're kind of the sole presenter here. You're doing all the Apple presentations, I, I believe. Um, and you're doing some in English and some in French. Um, so if 
we'll, we won't dive too deep into the French ones because we're going to do a French sessions right after this so that uh, our Francophone listeners can, can hear about it. Um, so Jillian, tell us a little bit about what people can expect during yeah, the sessions. For sure. Yeah. So I'm going to be doing two, actually, two of the Apple sessions. So um, and actually three in French, but the two that I'm going to explain here are also I'm going to be doing them in French. So uh, one is based around storytelling. So we often talk from an educational standpoint about the importance of student voice. Um, I also want to put in their student choice as well, because in terms of what apps are out there and what's available. Uh, so for storytelling, we're going to really focus around the use of pages. So and pages, for those who may not know, it would be kind of like your I hate to say it, your Google Docs or your Microsoft Word, uh, only on steroids because you can do a lot more uh, in terms of creativity um, and again, right, integrating student, actual student voice, not just in their written words, but actually in their in their um, recorded too. So another one of those things too is uh, the notion of free, one of my favorite four-letter words or uh, one of my favorite F words, I suppose. <laughs> um, so yeah, so we're gonna, we're gonna, together we're gonna do kind of um, demo style where the participants will be able to not only learn about the features within pages, but also create some really rich, uh, totally multimedia digital publication that can be used. Some of us are looking at the use of digital portfolios nowadays, uh, or if you're looking at a way to document student learning, uh, or even just as like a standalone book um, where they might want to share with colleagues, peers, uh, friends, family. And then, so yeah, so we're going to do some hands-on. I'm all about hands-on. I'm going to make them tinker because <laughs> that's the best way to learn. And then just seeing how much more engaging things can be uh, and how they can truly represent their, or express themselves, I guess, in, in more creative, outside-the-box ways. So if you're looking for, you know, tips on workflows or turning your classroom really into a publishing house, um, that's what I'm looking forward to do. And again, because you, you mentioned my background, I am looking forward to sharing, uh, you know, like teacher samples and student samples for inspiration. So you can kind of see this is what it looks like. So it's I'm all about kind of putting my money, putting my mouth where my money is or putting <laughs> my money where my mouth is. I guess that's the one. So second session again, uh, it's a free app. It's around Apple Clips, uh, which is a fairly new. I'd like to still say it's a fairly new app. Uh, it's been around for a few years now, but again, one of my favorite apps to use in terms of creativity. And long story short, it allows teachers or students to create really cool, polished, fun and engaging videos. Um, and it's all within the same app. So it's not about going out to like do editing or to pull things from, you can stay within the same app. So we're gonna look at some of the skills and some of the ideas around creating maybe instructional videos if you're into that, or how students themselves can make videos to share what they have learned. So again, notion of student voice. Um, and again, I've got some really great student examples um, and teacher examples on what that might look like if you're doing kind of the flipped classroom. Um, or again, if you're just really wanting to give your students a uh, voice um, and choice. So those are the two sessions I'm doing for, for English. Uh, one of the French ones that I didn't mention over and above that, I'm going to be doing something around student voice. So the notion of what types of apps that uh, Apple has out there that can leverage that. So everything, again, from using speech-to-text tools and some of the accessibility features that are built into the iPad, which is why they're so expensive, <laughs> or also looking at um, apps like GarageBand, which I like to use a lot for literacy. 
um, and not just music. So that session I'm going to be doing in, in French, um, but the other two will be done in English. So those are my they sessions. They sound super, super engaging and super oh, fun awesome. because utilizing those apps are, are huge, right? And a lot of schools have iPads. Uh, in their classrooms and you mentioned you know you had five for all your all those students but even if it's just five even if it's just a small mm -hmm. bank of ipads or if it's one-to-one -one, you know mm -hmm. learning how to use some of these native apple apps are, are amazing uh, to help engage students with the tool that you have and you mentioned pages is free it comes with the device did you is clips kind of a native app that's free with the device as well yeah so if you don't see it on the device you can certainly download it but it is the apps that i'm going to be using are all free so and there's no need to go elsewhere everything that we're going to be doing is within that app itself so it's one of those things you didn't know you didn't know so yeah we're gonna we're gonna have a lot of those moments i think in these sessions that's super fun. And, and you know, one of the huge things there, and, and you know, I've, I've been to some of your sessions in, when we were in person, you know, years ago uh, for the summit. And, and it's, it's you have this device in your hand that, that you, it's like you just say, you, you don't know what you don't know. And you have this expensive device that you use and you're like, yeah, I'm using it to its full potential. Then all of a sudden, Clips comes around and you're like, whoa, I can do so much more. I have this studio kind of in my hand or even pages, right? You think, ah, it's just another document. But then you're like, nah, it's it's way more than that. So I think it's it's huge. And to any of our listeners and our viewers out there who are thinking, oh, I'd like to see if I can take my device to the next level, join Jillian. Those those sessions are going to be super great um, and help you kind of see how you can engage that in your classroom. And as we mentioned earlier, you know, Jillian with her educator background, it's mm -hmm. not just a sales pitch. You know, it, it's no. actual real life ways that you that even you've used it so that that's that's huge uh, yeah they can throw that. my name under the bus after if all of a sudden they're like "Ooh, we need to get a few more <laughs> <laughs> so. and that's the inspiration right you're looking to inspire and and see you know why would we need you know sometimes that's the argument too is why do we need one-to-one -one or why would we need 10 more ipads well now you you have purpose right it's mm -hmm. not just while well, we're doing research it's we need we have these tools that we can use uh, yeah and i think the other thing just to interrupt sorry to, or to jump on i guess sure. and do the yes and would be <laughs> the experience so my master's is in um differentiated instruction so special education so i always have that kind of hat on at the same time and a lot of the things you're going to see in a lot of these presentations so especially i can only speak to mine um, but we're going to look at, you know, what are those tools that are necessary for some, but good for all. So in terms of accessibility, and, and we talk about student voice, but rather than having to type it out, what are other ways that students can kind of show what they know um, that isn't always putting a pe paper to, or pen to, to paper, or even, you know, typing it out. Or yes, speech to text is a fantastic tool, but what else is there? So I think, again, it's that whole notion of, you know, how is it good for you as an educator? And in some cases, too, there are certain go-rounds or shortcuts that you may learn that help you work smarter, not harder. But also in terms where it's it's really we're there for the students and, and what can this do and how can this empower them? Yeah, and that's kind of hitting the nail on the head there. That's huge. And, and you know, you mentioned earlier on, and I kind of skipped over this a little bit, so our listeners and our viewers may not know um, what an Apple Distinguished Educator is. And you mentioned, so your class of 2013, I was fortunate to be class of 2017. Um, how would educators, you know, let's maybe if you can walk them through, how, how does someone become or be considered to be an Apple Distinguished Educator? Yeah, so I would just say if you run a search, so based on whatever browser you use, if you're using Chrome, if you're using Safari, 
if you're using Firefox, <laughs> uh, if you just, yeah. So type in Apple Distinguished Educator, you'll see that every, what usually happens, but again, COVID has a little, you know, different spin. Every two years they open it up um, and you can apply. So it's a series of usually four essay style questions talking to you about, again, the importance of what does it look like from a student engagement standpoint, or what does it allow you to do as an educator? How are you integrating these devices and these apps? Uh, does it have to be what you think is an innovative way? No, if you find that you are having impact, an impact can look different for different people. Um, if you're supporting, you know, staff, if you're supporting school, um, your community, you know, what are you doing? So it'll be four questions that really challenge you to, to think and to try and share. And then I think the most challenging part is then taking those four essay, essay style questions and then putting them into a video that's Sometimes they give us one minute, sometimes they give us two minutes. So if you think it's hard to quash, you know, a 2,500 word essay to see what it looks like, um, that's probably the, the most challenging piece. And I think the other the other part is it's it's for me, I, I can't speak about your experience, but for me, it's really been the, the ultimate professional learning experience. You have, you know, 400 like-minded people but also inspirational people. So it's nothing for you to be around a table with somebody who may be teaching at, you know, Harvard or Stanford. And I'm like, oh yeah, I teach in an elementary school, uh, in, you know, Newmarket, Ontario population of, you know, next to nothing. We're like just a little dot on the map. So um, yeah, and it's just, it's, it's like a renew refresh type deal just to, to see what's going on. So if you're looking, if you're looking for opportunities that challenge you to think think different, which really is innovation. Um, yeah, for sure. You have nothing to lose. You can apply as many times as you want to, and there's no cost. So it's not like you're, you're paying something in order to, to be a part of the community. But uh, the other thing too, I would say is just look, if you're, if you're big into, you know, Insta or Instagram, or if you're on Twitter, definitely look at some of the hashtags around either ADE or if you even hashtag Apple Distinguished Educator, um, you can kind of follow along and see, uh, some of the, the caliber of ideas or the, the types of people from all walks of life. But really, it's a, it's a global experience every, you know, fourth year. And every second year, they usually try and keep it either like North American or sometimes we'll do a uh, like a Canada spinoff as well. But by far, yeah, the most enriching professional learning I've had for a long time. That's awesome. And thanks for sharing that, that yeah, process no, Thank you. Um, for, for our listeners who, who, cause there are amazing educators out there right now doing amazing mm -hmm. things who, you know, often we, we forget, or we don't know that that exists, that opportunity exists. So that, I think that's, that's huge. And, and so my final question kind of ties into what we just talked about a little bit. The theme of the Atlantic education Institute is innovative leadership. So Jillian, uh, to you, what does being an innovative leader mean? Yeah, so well, obviously, innovative implies that notion of innovation. And I don't think you can have innovation without taking creative risks. So and it's usually when we kind of put ourselves out there and we take those risks that you learn from it. Uh, also, in terms of being an educator, you have to show your vulnerability to whomever you're hoping to impact, whether it be your colleagues, if you are working at a system level, or if you're working in a classroom or in a building. Um, the students themselves, their only way that they're, or teachers, the only way they're going to take risks is if they see you doing the same thing. So you're looking at how am I going to inspire? How am I going to motivate? How am I going to excite those who are around me um, and also challenge the status quo? 
without necessarily crossing the fine line because I don't, you want to keep your job, right? So <laughs> um, I think the other thing too is oftentimes we, we lose sight of the importance of team. So I don't think it's something that you can do necessarily on your own. You may be able to plant the seed and start, you know, motivating, but unless you look at it as having impact on a greater audience or on a, on a larger group, um, you can only get so far on your own. So, and you can sit there and it's, it's exhausting too, when, when it's just you kind of raging against the machine. <laughs> so I think the more help you have, uh, the whole, you know, notion of two heads are better than one. I think in this case, two heads aren't even enough. So if you can find kind of your like-minded or you find that one person who all of a sudden is drinking the Kool-Aid and running along with you to try and see, okay, so what worked for them? Um, and it's far from perfect. You have to be open to criticism, um, criticism from some of your peers and from some of the people that are higher up too, to sit down and say, okay, yeah, we can't do it as much as you want to do it this way. Mm, it's not going to, it's not going to fly. So again, mistakes will be made. You're going to learn from them. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar again because of my my librarian background. Um, I believe it's Eric Walters, Canadian author, um, in one of his more recent books, talked about you know broken crayons still color. So no matter how broken you may feel that you are, you know pick yourselves back up and and then still run with it because yeah, innovation takes time. And I think within their, our education system, we know how many times have we seen the picture of the desks in rows from like, you know, hundreds of years ago. And we think, hey, have we changed? Mm, not sure about what was like in New Brunswick during COVID, but for us, the expectation was everybody back in rows. So even those teachers who had made the leap, I think education is one of the, the hardest things or the most challenging challenging systems in order to really create change but that's where we have to be innovative and think outside the box and think different so whether it's using different apps in order to create voice whether it's sharing their voice we're doing a podcast right now that hopefully will reach other places um it's it's things like that so not sure if that really answers but Absolutely. That's what's going on in my head. <laughs> That's absolutely and, and so great, great statements. And that one where, you know, and a great quote that you just use, you know, broken crayons still color is a fantastic quote for us to end on because it's so true. And we often think, oh, no, like it's not going to work, but there's still hope there. Right. It's still it still works. So, Jillian, I thank you so much for joining me on the podcast and sharing your story and sharing the upcoming sessions that you'll be offering at the Atlantic Education Institute on July 26th to August 6th. So I encourage all of our viewers, all of our listeners to register because you you never know. You'll be inspired by who knows what and by mm -hmm. who knows who during those sessions. So go ahead and register at connected-community.ca uh, to join one of the amazing sessions that Jillian is offering. As always, follow us on social media at MyCreativePod. My name is Brian Millette and this was My Creative Classroom.